0: Welcome to the Truman Charities Podcast, a community of caring. I am Jamie Truman, your host. I'm one of the co-founders of Truman Charities. Our organization has raised over $1 million for several different charities as we share our message of helping others and paying it forward. We plan to continue to educate our audience on the culture of giving. On this podcast, I will interview fellow charity founders, volunteers, sponsors, and other people in the community who will share their stories. You will hear and be inspired by their selflessness and passion for helping others. Welcome to another episode of A Community of Caring. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast for your chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card and my favorite gratitude journal. Please screenshot your review before you hit submit. And send it to me via Facebook at Truman Charities or Instagram at Jamie underscore Truman Charities. Now, let me introduce my guest today, Executive Director of the Mid-Atlantic Region of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, Rhea Friedberg. How are you, Rhea? Good, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you on. And I don't know if you know this, but because of LLS, kind of Truman Charities began. Um, My husband, Jerry, ended up doing an event uh, to raise money for the Light the Night Walk for one of his dear friends. And then he decided to run for Man of the Year. Didn't win, but he did all right. I think he was a runner-up. But ever since then, it kind of opened the door. So, I mean, thank you guys so much. I love your organization.
1: Oh my goodness. Well, we are so honored to have the Truman family as a uh, strong supporters of LLS over the years. Of course.
0: Now I want for all the people that don't know a lot about your organization and about you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you decided to become the executive director of the Mid-Atlantic region for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society?
1: Sure. So Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, our mission is to cure leukemia, lymphoma, Hodgkin's disease, and myeloma and improve the quality of life for our patients and their families. I actually came into the organization as a volunteer. Unfortunately, I lost my mother to a particularly acute form of leukemia back in 2003 and, you know, did some volunteering here and there. Um, And much like actually uh, your husband, Jerry, ran for woman of the year back in 2010 and just fell in love with the organization. I mean, you look at, you know, it's, we are incredibly transparent with where our funds go. And so needless to say, I drank the Kool-Aid very hard. And um, changed careers completely and have been working for LLS ever since I, you know, started as a, in a director role and have been the um, served as the executive director for our Virginia chapter down in Richmond before moving back into the DC region. So it's been I just celebrated my 10 year anniversary for okay, LLS. Yeah,
0: that is so exciting. Now, for anyone that doesn't exactly know what is leukemia and what is lymphoma? Like, can you tell us a little bit about it?
1: Sure. So essentially, it's blood cancer. There are different varying forms, whether it is in white blood cells, red blood cells in the bone marrow, etc. But um, it is one of the most prevalent forms of cancer for pediatric young adults and children. And it is, uh, you know, particularly, I mean, some are very treatable, but there is a tons of different subtypes and different, um, different areas of this.
0: Now, I know you guys have a lot of programs that you guys offer, so we can obviously talk about all of them. There's so many, but I wanted to kind of highlight a few. Can you tell us about your um, Charlie Fund program?
1: Sure. So this is one of my, you know, especially coming out of COVID, um, this is one of the things I'm most proud of that we do. Um, It originated here in the um, DC area from a very generous donor, and essentially it's our urgent need program. And what it does is it provides $500 stipends for uh, qualified patients and families to use however they need. And, you know, I mean, for some, that $500 may not seem like a lot, but when we actually talk to the beneficiaries of this program, it's, you know, for rent, it's groceries, it's utilities. It allows um, patients to not have to make the choice between whether they're getting paying for their treatment or keeping the lights on. Um, So it's something that we are incredibly, we are, it's completely donor-funded. And um, unfortunately, it opens and closes almost as, as as quickly as as possible. So our last when we opened it the last time, it closed within six days. So we are always looking for more phenomenal folks that want to support there.
0: And that just kind of tells you how big the need is. So it's mm-hmm. so important for you guys for your organization to be around to help all of these people. Now, can you tell us about you have an information resource center? What exactly is that?
1: So this is again, well, I'm incredibly biased, but this is also one of our our fantastic (laughs) programs. So I call our our information resource center or the IRC is essentially our first line of defense. It is unique to LLS. It is staffed by master's level clinicians and nurses who are available every day to answer uh, patient questions. What does this diagnosis mean? What are both emotional and and financial support that's available in my area? Um, It also includes our clinical trial support center. So you know, if a patient is in need of, of finding out what other, what clinical trials are available in the country, in the world, um, they're available to, to help them with that. So it's just an incredible resource to, you know, answer all the questions that in such an overwhelming time.
0: Now, what do you think the listeners and, you know, myself, what do you think is imperative for us to know about your organization?
1: So I, you know, in some ways, I think LLS is the best kept secret. We are one of the largest research funding organizations in the country when it comes to cancer and our work goes far beyond blood cancer. I mean, not to get into the, I I always joke, I'm a, I'm a fundraiser, not a, not a physician, but we, you know, blood is, is more tangible to study than solid tumors and many other types of cancer. So, so much of the research that leads to approved treatments start with the blood. And we have, I mean, over, for example, you know, we have over sixty percent of the cancer treatments that have been approved by the FDA in the last decade were helped fund were funded by LLs, and that's breast and bone and pancreatic, um, even autoimmune diseases like lupus and and uh, MS. We have our our research has helped support those areas. So, you know, for what we do, I mean, we are so dedicated to finding cures, but also improving the quality of life for our patients and, and looking even forward into what survivorship looks like, making sure these treatments are safe and, um, and people can live long and healthy lives that don't aren't, don't have to struggle with the, you know, after effects of cancer treatment.
0: That is so important for people to know, because, you know, I didn't know that um, Mm -hmm. just how much you guys are helping so many different, you know, Cancers, organizations, and all everything. So, is there a particular individual or family that kind of stands out to you where your organization has significant impact on their lives? Now, I know this is a hard question because I'm sure there's so many people you're thinking of, but is there anybody that kind of sticks out in your mind?
1: That's a very loaded question, Jamie. There's so many people that we get. I'm, I'm so fortunate to work with, but you know, I think through. I mean, most recently, we just were able to celebrate um, with a, a very epic car parade. A boy named Jeremiah, and he had was diagnosed at age six with uh, acute lymphocytic leukemia. Did this? There's a standard treatment. It is the most prevalent kind of pediatric cancer, and you know he he had finished his three years of treatment. His family benefited from both our financial and our um, emotional support. They were very tied in with our, the local hospitals here, as well as all of our team. And, and we were able to just we celebrate the heck out of them. Our entire board of trustees came out and we did a whole car parade. Um, mm-hmm. We had an ice cream truck. We had a, you know, a fire truck and and we just, the, the look and smile on not just his face, but his mother's face of being like, we've got here. We're, we're, we're on the other side of this is just, you know, it makes it, it makes it all worthwhile.
0: Yeah. I mean, it sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Now talking about that, I kind of want to shift over to another really exciting thing you have coming up, which is called Light the Night Walk. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Light the Night is one of my favorite things that we do. So, you know, it's technically a walk, but, you know, we and we know uh, awareness walks can be a dime a dozen, but what is so unique about ours is number one, it happens in the evening. So no one has to get up at 6 a.m., but we have five in the region and what they are is a giant block party. Everyone, you know, comes together. There's, there's, you know, teams are formed. They have, they have tents for their supporters. We have live music. We have food. We have games for kids, and all of it culminates as a true celebration of of survivorship. Um, everyone is given a illuminated lantern. So red for supporters, gold if you're walking in memory of a, a loved one lost to cancer, and and white for survivors and patients, and. The right before the walk kicks off, which we, we joke that it's, you know, from strollers to walkers, everyone can participate because it's about a mile and there's no, you know, competition, but they have, we bring all of the, the white lanterns, the survivors and the patients together. And we shoot a giant beam of hope into the sky as they raise their lanterns. And we're able to just, you know, recognize support. I mean, the amount of like love and community that this event brings is just fantastic. Um, You know, the the biggest one in the area is on October 23rd at the National Mall, but we have one in Ruston Town Center, Baltimore, Frederick, Maryland and Rockville as well. But it's, you know, it's truly and just absolutely amazing event.
0: It really is. And I can say that myself because my husband, myself and my family go every year and it just is so moving. Honestly, you hear a lot of stories and you get to meet a lot of people and it's a lot of fun and you learn a lot too. So it's mm-hmm. fantastic. What has been your most memorable moment from one of the life and night walks, which I know is another really tough question, but
1: <laughs> one, you know, there's so many I think the, one of my, my favorite moments is, is the survivors. And, you know, at one, one year, you know, was up on stage with our hosts and we're taking the walk off and you just look down and you just see this like family surrounding this beautiful, you know, little boy who had just finished treatment and he's holding his white lantern high and they're getting ready to go. And it's just, I mean, it's an unbelievable experience. Um, you know, we just, and we are, I'm so excited too, because this year, you know, obviously we're following all of our COVID protocols, but the events are outside. So we're actually able to bring everyone back together and just really like instill that sense of community for folks that, you know, everyone is there supporting an amazing cause and, and gets to do it together. Just Now is
0: registration still open for Light the Night Walk?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Um, there is lightthenight.org. You're able to look and it's I mean, it's a national event. They're happening all around the fall, but you can find the, the walk that's closest to you and um, would love to have people register and participate. There's no fee to there's no fee to register, um, but certainly, obviously, we're always looking for people that are that are interested in fundraising as well. Perfect. Are you looking for any sponsors or volunteers still? all of the above. I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't say we were still looking for, for sponsors. Um, no, I mean, it's a, it's an amazing view. You know, we have some just, it is such a huge event with both corporate, corporate and friends and family um, that all come out. Um, we have some just absolutely amazing uh, corporate partners. Wawa is our presenting sponsor this year. So we are, I mean, who doesn't love Wawa? But, you know, we have everything from the accounting firms to law firms, everyone coming out. So, but we, we are absolutely always open to, to more sponsors and we'll take all the help we can get. It is, not, it is a feat of strength to put one of these events on. So we're always looking for, a, for volunteer help as well.
0: Now, for anybody listening to this and they are really excited and they're definitely going to donate, but they can't make the actual event. How can they help your organization outside of the light and night
1: Sure. So I would just welcome them to, um, re, you know, either reach out directly to myself or our team. Our website is lls.org slash mid AT, which I'm sure there's a way that we can put this in there so folks can, can get there easier. Yeah. So we, have, we have a list of all of our staff contacts. We have a list of all of our events and our calendar of events. So um, that's the best way for folks to, to jump on board and, and get, get involved.
0: Fantastic. Now, since becoming the executive director, what is something that you've learned that's really surprised you?
1: Well, as it turns out, the job is not as easy as I thought. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's a lot. No, no, honestly, I am, you know, I have the best job in the world. I get to work with the most amazing volunteers in the country. I'm obviously biased and slightly competitive that our region is the best. No. Um, But I mean, I get to work with the, the Truman Charities. We get to work with all these amazing people. And also the staff that we get to work with is just the best of the best. I mean, they are, we have just a diehard group of of supporters and and staff that will do anything to just keep pushing our mission forward. So I think what I've learned is just, especially going through, you know, having survived COVID as an organization, working to thrive in it and, and, and being so humbled and amazed at people's versatility flexibility. We use the word pivot so many times that I don't think I'll ever think of it the same way. So yeah, I just, you know, I get to work with the best humans on the planet.
0: Now for everyone that's listening and they want to follow you on social media, what are your social media handles?
1: Sure. So we are at LLSNCA and you can find us both on Facebook and Instagram. Perfect.
0: Aria, thank you so much for coming and talking to us and we are going to be so excited to be at the Light the Night Walk this year. So thank you.
1: Excellent. Thank you so much, Jamie. This was
0: wonderful. Oh, great. And thank you listeners for tuning into another episode of Community of Caring. Until next time. If you would like to learn more about our organization, please follow us on Facebook at Truman Charities or Instagram at Jamie underscore Truman Charities or check out our website, TrumanCharities.com. I hope you enjoyed listening and hearing stories of selflessness and caring. Thank you so much. And I will see you next time.